time has come to relieve that pain, which will be better for me, but not so enjoyable for all of you. The Pain Clinic Pro Wrestling Talk Show. Can you feel the pain? Wrestling fans, welcome to the Pain Clinic for October 28th, just three days before Halloween. Yay! Birthdays today. MVP is 50. Uh, Christy Hemi is 43, and Rocky Romero is 41. You saw him last week on Collision. <clears throat> no, no, no. Rampage. Uh, Pain Clinic is brought to you by Salvatore's Old Fashioned Pizzeria, Palmer's Food Service, and Donuts Delight Empire at Culver. Hey, interested in roller derby, want to be a skater, officiate. Rock City Roller Derby needs you. Contact recruitment at rockderbyrecruitment at gmail.com and join Rock City Roller Derby. Uh, if you're in the men's team, into the men's team, Flower City Fear, F-L-O-U-R, flowercityfear.com. Uh, welcome to the show. I'm your humble host, the Cash Man. I am joined by uh, Danger Boy. Good morning. I'm sorry, Danger. I'm going to just take the boy off of it. You're getting married this week. Danger, how are you doing today? uh can't can't complain just another saturday but uh no no real complaints yeah doing good all right uh we're joined by dc dan cole and nc how you doing dc just fine hey danger boy you'll be a man soon oh lord <laughs> i wonder what that entails oh i hope someone tells me <laughs> something i've never done <laughs> <laughs> Uh, DC, nice to see you. Congrats. Uh, happy anniversary, by the way, sir. Uh, we are also joined by Rob Sanderson, the artiste. Rob, how are you doing today? Maybe. You're muted right now. Well, when he's unmuted, we will find out how he's doing. <laughs> we are here to talk about pro wrestling. And I do want to give a little update from the last show. I found my phone, folks. It wasn't in the middle of the road. It was the last place I left it. So, uh, but uh, the panic on a uh, on a Thursday night at about oh I don't know eleven forty five as you're searching for your phone is real. And uh, the whole show, I apologize for the last show. It was all over the place, and uh, because uh, you know, but we are happier times. I'm I you know I was in Cleveland last weekend. Next weekend, who knows when we're going to do the show? We could do it Saturday. It might be a hungover show, but it might be interesting that way as well. But uh, we're here to talk the world of pro wrestling and uh, got a lot of stuff going on this week. I don't know where to start. Well, yeah, I do. I mean, I put it on the list, number one. There you are. Good morning. There you are. I, yeah, you're, you were muted. How are you doing today, Rob? Oh, you know, just another great technology morning. So I'm I'm here, but still working on okay. being so, fully here. 
I say eventually your picture will show up like magic. Um, yeah, believe me, I know technology issues. Woohoo. Uh, but uh, uh, we are, uh, yeah, we're here to talk. So I want to dabble in, I guess, gosh, so much stuff has happened this past week, but we'll start off with uh, Tony Khan's big present to Sting, retiring Sting, uh, Nature Boy Ric Flair. And uh, surprised, I'm just surprised, I'm just happy he's not his opponent, okay? That's the only thing I can say about Ric Flair. You know? That doesn't mean he won't be his tag partner at some point. Oh, God, no. Yeah, please, please no. But... What do you think uh, when they do you think? I mean, obviously, the world of Royal wrestling things are are practiced and stuff like that. So you you had to believe that there was no surprise any of those people that were, you know, at least in the ring uh, that it was going to be Ric Flair. But as a viewer, yes, I'm surprised. You know that Ric Flair had at one time was you know when when uh, when Andrade joined uh, AEW, we assumed Ric Flair was going to be right behind him, and then Ric Flair. Then the uh, dark side of the ring came out with the uh, helicopter issues with Ric Flair. And then, and that stopped, that stopped his, and that would have been what, two years ago, I think uh, I, at least, uh, but Ric Flair does finally make the appearance. I be, believe me, nothing. I mean, as much as uh, we talk about uh, Christian cage and the thing he's doing now, uh, Christian cage came out and, and, and he said, if we had social media 20 years ago, Ric Flair would be dead. It was like, there was, he had some great lines. I mean, coming out and, you know, dressing down what was going on in the ring. What'd you think, Danger? I think Tony Khan missed a real opportunity to uh, have Ric Flair come out of a box. <laughs> I think we talked about that, didn't we, last week? We, we did. He, yeah. uh, he's, he's such an old WCW fan, but he just, he dropped the ball on this one that box would have been probably the best thing that happened during that segment, not named Christian. So I don't care that Ric Flair's back. They said it's a, it's a ratings thing to try to get their deal better. Who cares about Ric Flair at this point? You know, you know, uh, exactly. And I mean, you know, a surprise, <laughs> I, my, my joke was he was going to be wrestling Ric Flair, but that was only a joke and said in, 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 you know, in passing, I never, I never want, I don't want that. <laughs> So what we're saying is Tony Khan listens to the show and takes your ideas. No, no, no. But we, obviously Ric Flair is a free agent. Obviously Sting is retiring. What, you know, isn't it, isn't it just, you know, a match made in WWE hell or something that this would happen or WCW hell. So uh, DC, what do, what do you think DC? I like this. I like the starburst of the uh, view. Yeah. I had to change that. Yeah. that was. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, what do you think DC? No, yeah, I, I'm with danger. Um, Ric Flair does absolutely nothing for me at this point. You know, I'm sure it popped the crowd. I don't think it's going to dent ratings. Um, I'm just glad it gave Christian more material because he is still on fire right now. So yeah. <laughs> that's about the only bright side to me. And and when Christian came out and just ran everybody down, I loved it. You know, I mean, uh, uh, you know, and then they talked to Edge backstage later about what he thought. And he's like, you know, I don't think he's done with Christian, but but they just kind of put it on a little bit of side there for a second so that Christian can come out and, and you know, just have the best lines of the night on Dynamite this past week. So, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to think. I mean, obviously, you know, from the from what I read and what we have in the news there, 
says that uh, Ric Flair will be sticking around for a while in AEW after he made his debut, of course, last Wednesday. Flair was revealed as Tony Khan's gift to Sting, uh, who was set to retire at the Revolution pay-per-view next year. Khan wanted to bring Flair in, and he'll be with AEW through at least March. Um, You know, I mean, I I have a legitimate question. Does Sting now own Ric Flair? Does he have to feed him and bathe him and look after him? He was a present. He was a present. I don't know. Yeah. He's going to go broke on alcohol alone. I know. Uh, um, Ric Flair was, I'd say, rather contained. He didn't like go woo crazy or anything. And he just, you know, it was a very, you know, and I mean, there's, you know, and there's, I, I mean, I was around when Sting started in WCW and, and there were really both Flair and Sting had interactive parts in their, uh, there we go. And they, uh, they, uh, they were very involved. I mean, Sting, Flair was very involved in Sting's rise in WCW. <clears throat> And I think, you know, and I mean, you know, as much as they don't want you to, you know, know what's behind the scenes with that and everything, it really was like, I'm guessing Flair's call to do, to, to do what he did to put Sting over, to make him the big star in WCW, that big star he became. And so there is a connection between those guys. There always will be. And, you know, so that's why I knew, in no, in, you know, eventually it was going to happen, you know, it, it had to happen that flair had to make his debut as long as, I mean, like I said, that we've had long enough time since that dark side of the ring, uh, that, that got him stopped from being brought in as Andrade's manager. Uh, you know, that still could happen as well. Who knows? Maybe he'll like, you know, he'll start playing politics and get on the right side and stay even after sting retires. I don't know. Um, you know, but Andrade is his son-in-law. So, uh, and didn't, did he and Andrade and Charlotte break up? Are they back together? I thought they I heard were. They were on the outs. I oh, thought really? they weren't together anymore. So, which could complicate things a little more. Although Andrade is now a collision guy, maybe. So. Yeah, it's all he's, the only place he shows up. Him and Miro, uh, you know. But yeah, I don't. I didn't. Yeah, I don't know. Really know the personal lives of those guys. But it doesn't seem like Charlotte Flair sticks with anybody too long, anyways. You know. I don't know. I don't know. You know, takes after her father. Yeah. Well, uh, how many times? Four times we're divorced. <laughs> I think uh, Baker's uh, dozen at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not crazy about it. I mean, it's not. Uh, it is what it is, but it's. I I don't know it. I don't need it. I don't care about it. I would have been more okay with it if it was just a one-off. I don't want to see him. A lot over the next four plus months um i don't know i I, in a way i kind of feel like it like if sting's happy then sting's happy but it kind of takes away some of the attention from sting and i don't know again or or if it was just like a month thing like leading up to like managing his team at the pay-per-view and that was it like fine but i I don't need him around the whole time i i don't want to see him take even one bump um, I'm sure he'll throw some chops and that'll be fine. Uh, but it's, I don't know. It's certainly not something that I feel is necessary, but obviously, you know, ratings wise, attendance wise and stuff, they're trying to do what they can. Um, but this is not something I expected and not, uh, not my favorite AEW move. 
No, and I, I will say to me, I was getting a feeling more like he might be managing Sting down to the end there. Uh, so he'll be out with him every time he's out, I'm guessing. So, so he'll manage Sting managing Darby? Yeah, whatever <laughs> whatever that relationship is, yeah. <clears throat> you know, um, yeah. I, I, you know, I wonder what, you know, maybe, you know, I hope they don't build off of maybe a, a jealousy between Darby and Flair. I don't know. I mean, they could do a lot with that if they wanted to, but uh, well, hopefully it doesn't end up being sting against Darby at revolution. Then Flair turns and then sticks around with Darby after that. I don't want that. Wow. I think we just have Ric Flair and Darby get into a feud about who Sting's better friend is. Yeah. Could do that. Kind of no, get go, Sting. Go to the mall with me. Don't go with him. Like what? Adam. Adam. <laughs> I'm scared it will go in that direction. Is Darby even going to be okay to wrestle in four weeks? Yeah, three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah. Um, it seems like his injury is not that good. So, but he also seems to not care. Yeah, that stunt he pulled afterwards where he then landed directly back on it uh, showed his, his care for his injury. That you mean, you know, what are you talking? Did he get injured when Christian Cage threw him into the stairs? Uh, is that when it happened during that match? Uh, he got hurt outside of wrestling, right? Oh, Some I kind believe of, so. I don't remember if it was a skateboarding thing or what it was, but I think <laughs> it's, a, it's a non wrestling injury, but. Yeah, maybe we can have a retirement match between Sting and Darby. Um, but then the swerve is that Darby actually has to retire first. Oh, my. Someone, Tim, in the chat room said, how about we have Ric Flair versus Sting war games? They both turn to dust. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, war games is being you know pushed around now by WWE. I'm sure we're going to jump into it right after next week's, uh, you know, uh, crown jewel, uh, which is going on a week from today, including a week from today is a Rochester show. Uh, so obviously Ric Flair is going to be in that corner for that match. Yeah. Could we please get Jay lethal to manage the other side. Could we make that happen? Woo. They're going to have to have off one interaction at some point. Yeah. <laughs> I would say, because I was out of town last week, uh, last weekend I'm wa- I've been watching like I've been screw squeezing in all the stuff I missed and I'm just watching collision today and I watched the Memphis street fight uh with Jeff Jarrett versus Eddie Kingston where they they put Jeff Jarrett on the buffet table and they were squeezing uh mustard on him and ketchup and then they rolled around in the ring and they messed up the ring all gross um but uh and Jay Lethal uh took a nice uh went through a nice table uh during that whole event as well i'd love to see jay lethal come out and do i mean who can forget uh when uh tna when and it was tna i believe at the time when we had the woo off with flair yeah um which we're going to get to talking a little bit about tna in a little bit just because they had made some news this past week after bound for glory but yeah it's uh i think we're destined to be uh tortured by rick flair until possibly march of next year so it's going to be it, you know I don't know if Ric Flair is a ratings winner, to be honest with you. I don't know. I mean, is it just Tony and his love for wrestling and what he remembers? You know, I mean, is that why we're getting he's, he's fanboying? He does all the time, doesn't he? You know, I mean, uh, uh, 
I mean, you know, you know, he, he, he loves some quality wrestling. I'll give him that, you know, at new Japan and some of the, the, uh, you know, he was, he obviously wasn't your uh, basic WWE growing up kid. He was a WCW kid in ECW without a doubt. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, we're, we're destined, uh, for a few months of Ric Flair and AEW. If he's, if he's as tame as he was last week, it might be more tolerable to be honest with you. If, it, if he starts running the ropes and taking his clothes off, uh, you know, uh, which you, you know, that's going to happen. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't need to see that. I think they think with dark side of the ring, you won't see him take his clothes off anymore, at least, uh, you know, um, I hope at least not, but, uh, it, uh, I, it, it, you know, there's a lot of fans of Ric Flair. It's hard to, you know, I mean, people grew up with him, and it's like, I know we're making fun and everything, but it's because he's become a parody of himself over the last 10 years or more, you know, I mean, you know, he's definitely, you know, he's not active in the ring. He won't be active in the ring. Uh, and if he is, then that is a true mistake. I think when it comes to this, you know, uh, I mean, we, a tag team with those guys, uh no no so he'll he'll be like more of a manager i'll take that you know but uh yeah i didn't know about andrade and his uh, daughter uh you know i'm gonna have to start looking through some of the gossip of wrestling stuff uh but uh yeah let's let's get past that and by rob it's nice to have you i'm sorry i missed you last week and everything uh you know we missed uh uh i'm glad i hope you're doing good and it was a lot of fun but if you saw last week's show I was like manic the entire show, to be honest with you. I was like, cause I thought I lost my phone about 20 minutes before we started and I couldn't just go out and look for it because we were about to do a show. And so I like, I have to go back and look at it and watch me sweat, you know, cause it's like, I, <clears throat> but nevertheless, uh, you were missed for sure. He could have used you. Cause I was just like manic. Uh, so since you went through that yeah. tough situation, do you have like a backup selfie mas- machine now, just in case that does happen? <laughs> No, I don't. I just got, I got this. <laughs> That's no backup. I could do selfies on my laptop. Sure. But it's like, I was going out of town to Cleveland to call the men's roller derby world championships. And it's like, if I lost my phone the day before I did that, I, I don't know if I would have went because, uh, I, I, I hate to say it, but I depend on my phone for a lot of things. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, no, that's the age we live in. I mean, I remember, when I was with Chicago, we had a like a four four game week long tournament in Pittsburgh, and as soon as we got to the rink the first day, I uh, dropped my cell phone like in the press box, and the screen shattered and ruined. And the thought of having the rest of the trip without a cell phone to coordinate like. Hey, the bus is leaving now and all this kind of stuff. I was just like, this is the worst timing. Like if you're out of town when your cell phone doesn't work, like, I don't know how we survived back in the day. Makes me think of the time that my dad dropped my friend and I off at the WrestleMania 18 access and then started to drive away. And then I realized that our tickets to access were in his car. Oh, and no. I had no way to call him yet because at that point he was still like refusing to get a cell phone. So we had to buy scalp tickets to oh, we had to buy no. a second pair of tickets to get into the event all because didn't have a cell phone. So times have changed. It's kind of necessary. I know it's like, and I, I mean, to be honest with you, I also like, you know, I have my alarm clock on my phone. I have, you know, uh, so yeah. Uh, it, so yeah, but I found it and it was like, you know, I was only up super late that night. I, I mean, I traced my path back to my job 
looking on the road while I was driving because I thought I had left it on the back of my hood. Um, I finally got to the building and of course it was locked and closed, but I have like access because I were, I'm a district employee and I went in and scared, uh, the, 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 the life out of, uh, a, a, a custodian who was in there, but it was sitting right where I left it in the, uh, in the meeting room that we were in. So it's like, well, that, you know, that was a little bit more of a calming relief. I hadn't eaten dinner and, and, you know, and run, it was just a, just a nutty time. And then I, the next day I went to Cleveland, uh, by the way, I got there in four hours. That's pretty good from Rochester, you know? Yeah. I was doing 80. I'm sorry. If you're a police officer, you got me, uh, but, uh, I'm admitting to it, but I'm not, but, uh, you, you come get me a ticket if you can find me. Uh, but, uh, so let's get in and talk about more about wrestling. I, someone had actually type messaged me about if I found my phone or not. So I kind of held off on that until we started the show. Because uh, uh, it was it was kind of because uh, I was freaking out during the show about it because it came to me right halfway through. It's like, did I leave it on the back of my car? <laughs> you know, and then it was like, well, I'm we're, we're into this. So let's talk about this past weekend. Another some of the, We got a few things I want to talk about this past weekend. Last weekend was Bound for Glory. Bound for Glory. That's their uh, WrestleMania for Impact Wrestling. At the very end, they made a big announcement. We're going back to TNA. They're going to call themselves TNA. Now they didn't say anything about a six-sided ring, but they did say that they're they're uh, rebranding as TNA from that. Well, now. they did say since then that they're not doing the six-sided ring. Okay, so. since then I know. Yeah. I know. yeah, they didn't, but but they're they're uh, it, it, and and you know and honestly, have we we've called it TNA for years, anyways, even when it was Impact, right? I know I did because I called it for fifteen years before it changed its name. So, uh, is that a big deal? I mean, is that like a big groundbreaking announcement at the end of uh the wrestlemania pay-per-view you know uh i don't think it's that big of a deal but apparently their whatever research they did said it was it was worth doing so it works for them it works for them now they went to impact because was that when hogan and bischoff came in and they went no, i think it's the, after billy corgan and all that stuff when they sold to uh oh anthem yeah yeah anthem yeah Okay, so it really hasn't been that long as Impact, but they are going back to TNA. Now, see, I my fondest memory, the only time I ever saw them live is when they were TNA as well. But, Rob, is it a big deal? Uh, I don't think it that by itself is a big deal. I think it depends on how much they follow up on the associated changes that they've kind of alluded to making. They've, you know, Scott Demore talked the other day um, about other things that, they could be looking into including like a little more variety of touring, maybe some bigger venues, stuff like that, that they used to do. Um, they have a tremendous roster. Uh, their product's pretty good, but none of this matters to me unless they get a better TV deal. I don't have access TV uh, or so it, it's a, it's annoying to try to figure out ways to watch it when I want to watch it. Um, and if I can't see it, like the casual fans are not watching that product, they've got to get a better situation. I mean, back in the day, they had a huge roster. They they did tours at some bigger arenas and stuff like that. But more than anything, like people had Spike TV and stuff like that. Like there was a way to to watch. Um, so if they can't figure that out, I don't think it really matters that much, and we'll still be in the same the same state of impact tna whatever um you know a year from now so i i hope this is somehow helps lead them in that direction but i don't i don't necessarily see that changing 
Bound for Glory itself, though, is a good show. I mean, like I said, their, their product's good. Their roster's good. Some really good uh, matches with that. Um, but there's there's other things that need to change to make them more relevant these days when they have more competition than they did uh, through most of their existence when they were more well-known and all that. Yeah, and uh, if you did watch Bound for Glory, you got to see Jordan Grace eliminate Bully Ray uh in a match which uh, we got we got some man versus <coughs> women or female sorry i'm coughing uh uh in the actual match and i actually saw a lot of scenes from that and everything and <coughs> kudos to bully ray for you know putting over jordan grace jordan grace of course coming out with the uh intergender call your shot gauntlet Oh man, uh, I've been getting over a head cold as well for the last week, and I have an abscess in my right my tooth. So I, I've had all sorts of fun things in the past week. But yeah, uh, you know, I thought there was some cool stuff that went on at Bound for Glory, and you know, because I have access TV and it does cost me like three dollars a month to be able to get it. I still, I mean, I'm paying for it, but uh, it would be better. I mean, there's because I've heard NWA talking about going to another going to a channel as well as MLW. A lot of these, uh, I believe NWA is going to CW. Yeah, they are. They're going to CW. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's a big deal. Cause CW is, you know, you can get that over the air too, in a lot of markets. So uh, yeah, I think that's a big deal. That's something that TNA needs, I think is to, uh, yeah. I mean, I love access TV, but I would rather not pay for it. And I mean, some places probably do get it free, but uh, it's, it uh, and I mean it get they get a Thursday night ten to ten or uh, eight eight to ten time slot, which is like you know prime time, except for the fact that it's access TV, you know, and the channel does music ninety five percent of the time, and then it does uh, wrestling on Thursday nights, and you get New Japan as well. Uh, so it, it you know if you're a wrestling fan and you spend that extra money, that's great. But if you don't and you want to get it for free, it'd be nice if they could find and maybe they'll find a better deal. I think that's always a you know, and that, I thought MLW, I thought I read something about them doing some sort of service to going into some sort of service. But uh if end it what I did did uh did they say when the NWA is gonna start doing the CW? Danger. I haven't seen it. I, I know that they I know that Billy Corgan said it. Uh, I, I, you know, but I just wasn't sure like starting when, and, you know, I mean, it's obviously CW's a syndic most, uh, TV stations CW's on are all syndicated programming all the time. So it could be, it could be like we were getting with ring of honor too. You know how they had been, they were on like yeah, I mean, anytime all the Sinclair stations, whenever they had a free time, free hour in there, uh, which I mean, to be honest with you, I kind of miss it. Cause I used to, that's how I kept up with ring of honor. I think, uh, you know, on TV at least, but, uh, yeah, I so but going back to talking about TNA, going back to TNA, I think it's great. Jeff Jarrett has come out and said they should really do an angle where they change impact to TNA and make it part of a storyline on their show. Um, and then that that could be and it, you know, could bring back Dixie and like Barrier or something, have Bully Ray put her through a table again or something. I don't know. Uh, but uh they, that's what he was suggesting. But they all think it's a great idea. So, you know, kudos. We will see. Uh, and it's next year, so we got to wait till the you know the next. I can't remember what, exactly what pay per view they said. Uh, it was in the announcement. Uh, it was. Hold on, I'll tell you. The uh, it was the announcement was that it hard was, to kill. 
Yeah, Hard to Kill, which is in uh, it's their first pay-per-view of 2024, January 14th or uh, 13th. I'm sorry. Uh, that's the pay-per-view. So that's when they officially go back. So they got and they have still have another show turning point, I believe, before the end of the uh, year. It'll be impact. Uh, uh, well, they have final resolution. Is it final resolution in December, which will be the last one? That's the last one. I saw that uh, that Alex Shelley got hurt too, and he's getting pulled out of that pay per view. Uh, at the champ, you know, after defending his champ at Bound for Glory. So, uh, but yeah, cool. Kudos TNA. I can't wait to talk about him more. Good for them, and uh, I think that uh, you know, I if it you know if they can find another place, even better. You know, that's uh, uh. I guess if they, you know, I, 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 I say I don't have a problem with access TV, but everybody else does just because it, I have, it's available to me. So, um, but we'll see what happens, you know, well, I, I mean, you know, it's it got a lot of excitement ahead, I guess. And uh, they do have a great roster. I definitely don't want to, you know, I see that Heath uh, Slater just left it too, though. His contract uh, be, uh, came up recently. So he's, he is now a free agent. So needs to, get some money to, you know, feed those kids and stuff. And, you know, who knows, who knows, maybe, uh, maybe he'll come back to WWE. Who knows? Well, he'll be at ESW three weeks from yesterday. Oh yeah. So. There we go. There's going to get, some, maybe he'll go around and collect donations around the ring before he goes in, you know, cause he needs to feed his kids and stuff. I don't know if he's still doing that gimmick or not, but, uh, uh, I always thought that was pretty funny. I don't know. I mean, it's been a few years, so the kids can probably support themselves at this point. I would think, but yeah, seriously, you see these kids grow up, you know, it's, they don't stay frozen in time. Not in this economy. No, <laughs> past week, a couple things happened on NXT this past week. It was their, uh, Halloween, uh, uh, what was it called? Halloween havoc show. Is that part one? Yeah. And part two's next week, but with this past week we had tag team titles change as well as Becky Lynch dropping the NXT Women's Title uh, on the show, which uh, we kind of figured was going to happen eventually. And uh, it was uh, a lot of things happening on the show. I think uh, NXT does a great job, but uh, Becky Lynch coming down there, Becky, you know, Becky. Uh, I think I wonder if Becky's just not in the main event plans for raw or smackdown and that's why she went down to nxt and tried to elevate that nxt title but uh she she showed up every week when she had it right danger she she showed up every week and i think she also knows there is some talent down there so she wanted to work with different i mean even when she was on the main roster with the title she was working with different talents and were normally in a title picture so she got to elevate a few people by giving them a little bit of rub <laughs> so that's Pretty solid, and now I mean, we're, we were supposed to see her versus Tiffany Stratton for the NXT title here in Rochester. So I don't know that that card's completely changed at this point from last week. So yeah, I guess that changes we're gonna, things. We're gonna have to figure out uh, when uh, who's coming now, based on who's going to be at Crown Jewel, uh, and we've got a lot more. Uh, but but Becky did. I wanted to say that she did lose the championship to Lyra Valkyrie. Lyra Valkyrie there, so. Putting her over on a pretty pretty good match there to end the first night of uh, of the Halloween Havoc show, but we did get to see the debut of Lexus King, uh, Brian Pillman Jr. I believe I don't know if it's real I don't know the real name if they even used Brian 
Uh, but Lexus King shows up and, uh, yeah, really real name is Brian Zachary Pillman. So, uh, uh, what'd you think of, uh, of, uh, Lexus King, uh, Danny, uh, coming out? Uh, we, we, we had discussions about it amongst our chat, uh, and some, we all felt different things about it. Yeah. It, it didn't do anything for me personally. Um, I'm, I'm never the fan of creating a stupid name when you have a good family name. I think as uh, Artiste pointed out, a la Husky Harris, <laughs> you know, is just is just one example. Braun Breaker. Um, the whole thing about, oh, Brian Pillman is dead. Long live Lexus King. It's like, eh. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of cringy. Yeah, but, but you and know then, what? Like, you know they what? have him coming out way, right? looking like a blonde haired, you know, I don't know, 80s rocker. Like, yeah. the whole thing just seemed out of touch. See, I, I completely disagree. I think this is a great gimmick. I think the name change fitting is named after his sister and the man who raised him, his stepfather. So right. it's not like it's a, it's not a WWE name. It's it's one he picked himself, and he actually used King on the Indies before he was going by Brian Pillman Jr. I'm sad they got rid of the bullet and went with a more full hairstyle. That's, that's disappointing. But the coming in on the chair, the entrance, that was pretty cool. It was just a standard, you know, enhancement match. but. I already think he's more interesting than I've seen him be since the MJF stuff. Okay. You know, I, I just, and, and, and DC, you both make good points. I just think, you know, they go out of their way to change the name and then they tell you all about the lineage, you know, and, and they use it in the description, you know? Yes. But he also explained why he changed the name. Okay. I understand that. I understand that. And it's like, Kind of like, and you and you mentioned Braun Breaker, and then Rick Steiner is in the audience for the shows and stuff, and it's like, you know, uh, you know, I just think, yeah, it's like it's like wasting, and 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 that we all have different opinions on that. Rob, what do you think? Real quick, I, I just want to throw in, I think it would have made a world of difference though, had he had said Brian Pillman Jr. is dead as opposed to Brian Pillman, because you know we know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, I mean, like, like I think I said in the chat, like I, I don't. I don't like any instance of a wrestler or wrestling companies acknowledging that like, Hey, this person has a human name, but that's not their real name. Like, I don't know, just after growing up with a little bit of kayfabe and stuff, like I don't need to be reminded that this is not their real name. Um, so I don't know. I just don't, I almost wish he had some like stupid cheesy, like, like a Luchasaurus type name. Not really, but like, I just don't, I don't know. I, I don't, the Braun Breaker name to me is so stupid. And there's so many names out there where it's just like, pick one. Like, if you want to acknowledge that they're second generation or third generation, then go with that name. If you don't want to, then go with something else. But don't switch the name and acknowledge that they're related. Like, you you got you got to pick one or the other. Um, if you if you want to have any, uh, you know, alluding to Steiner stuff, then he should have just been. Braun Steiner or whatever. Um, I just I don't know. The Lexus the name itself is fine, but then just don't acknowledge like the history. Yeah. I and I, I think know. and I think Braun <clears throat> with him, his dad made all his his name in WCW never okay. He was in WWE. Him and his brother came in for a short time, but the name was made someplace else. And I'm sometimes I think when the name is made someplace else, they like to erase it 
you know, and, and, and not, not take you to something that Vince McMahon didn't create. So, you know, not saying I mean, maybe it's something that I should just get over because like, it's the same type of thing where Adam Copeland is mentioning Jay, which is Christian cage. And it's like, it's the same type of feeling to me. It's just like, can we just call him Christian or can we just not, I don't know the like pretending, but not pretending thing is just, I just want us to go one way or another with it. Well, we got his. Yeah, yeah. go ahead, Dave. Uh, he, he, he all just missed the promo from two weeks ago when he came out and did this whole thing. He said, "Brian Pillman, you know, like that's my given name." Yeah, I but saw that him. man died. That man died when I was four years old, so I have no association with him. Yeah, except for that, I was using his name other places. You know, they're uh, not going to acknowledge other places. The Undertaker name is stupid, especially when he looks like a Steiner. He talks like a Steiner. Yeah, he does everything like a Steiner. If that was his real name, first of all, that would be tragic. Second of all, like, <laughs> I, I, yeah, no, I mean, that, that might Bron, be the worst though. name in wrestling. His real name is Bronson, so it is Bron. Okay, okay. <laughs> the last name is stupid. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we we will agree to disagree or whatever the heck we just did, figured out here. But we were talking about NXT this past week being part one of the and and you know all the titles changing you know is by the way dangerous chase university a good idea to put the belts on them they've been floating around for so long in nxt i don't think they'll have it for very long but they've wanted to do something with duke hudson forever like for years and years when he was going by his real name and all that kind of stuff so they finally found something that sticks with the fans a little bit so they're going with it whatever we'll see what they do with the women's tag titles this week when they're down there, see how they cost Casey Dane and, and Thea Hale the match or whatever they do. Yeah. Something, something will happen, but it was a, you know, a good show. I mean, we got a lot of great wrestling this week and Tuesday night, you got to see a couple titles change. So it's like, you know, why not? You know, we, uh, and, and, and I'm guessing it was, you know, and they have second part coming up this week as well. Uh, uh, but there's uh, let's, so let's move on to talk about something else that I put up there. Uh, well, I don't know how long we'll talk about it, but hook and RVD tagging. I mean, I kind of get a good feel for this tag team. Uh, you know, it looks like they, they want to commit to doing something with these guys, even though RVD has been talking about retiring rate recently, but, uh, you know, just the lineage of, you know, RVD with our ECW, you know, uh, seeing, you know, he, I, he's been talking now lately about seeing hook grow up and everything and being, you know, friend of the family and stuff. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't mind seeing them, these guys get a run. Uh, what about you, uh, Rob? You, you have any feelings on hook and RVD tagging together? It, I don't know. It's another one of those things where I like, I just don't care. Um, there's a lot of this. I feel like there's a limit, especially if, if you're the company that's like, introducing some new stars or theoretically that's what you were um and stuff like that like there's a limit on how many nostalgia acts you can fit in an episode um you know rvd is still even now he's not even close to what he once was but he's still a great athlete but i just it just i don't care at this point like i don't need to see him there or in matches or like to me it's kind of like what's the point like you you do the one-off you've done the one-off but why is there an association with him and hook that you don't explain and then why does hook just go back to disappearing every time he has a match um you know a couple years ago it was like oh this guy's like 
gonna rise the ranks and stuff and it's like no like there's an ftw title and he shows up and has a match every couple months and then disappears again like what's the point so i don't uh i mean it was cool for them to get rvd in there and like all right you had the match uh in not kalamazoo they had a match in grand rapids like near battle creek yeah he's had a match in philly uh do we need more at this point i don't know it's okay but i i don't dc yeah i mean it's good to see he can he can still go but i don't need to see that especially with all the all the talent that's available on that that roster danger he's no jeff jarrett okay i gotta say the lacora center what what a loud crowd they had there uh what'd you think about that rob them being in your old (laughs) stomping grounds there yeah, I mean, no surprise. Uh, my old second home. Um, it, uh, it was her fourth time there. It was nice to see. I mean, I think there's been there's been a couple of EW shows recently that have had better attendances, um, which has been nice. And that building is never quiet in any sense. I mean, it's not quiet an hour before a basketball game because I mean, granted, North Philly people are loud in general, um, but it's uh, it was nice to see it there. So. Um, hopefully they can kind of keep up that, that little bit of momentum they've got going right now. Um, I think it's a decent crowd they have so far tonight for Mohegan Sun, but, um, I don't know. They've got some different markets coming up too. So I I did want to, I did want to mention they started bolstering the show for Saturday's collision by announcing, uh, we're getting, uh, MJF in a heavyweight match, uh, or in a, a title match on the show which as the night went by on Wednesday, they started building up that collision show more and more and more. And it's like, wow, this is a big deal. You know, this is uh this kind of, and, and usually Mohegan sun is a place. I know WWE does crazy, great business there. I'm sure that uh, collision will do be, be a loud crowd and vocal crowd tonight there, you know? Well, and I mean, that's a, it's MJF and Kenny Omega too, which yeah. I mean, I'm more interested in the Kenny Omega side of things, but um, yeah, you've got a men's world title match tonight. You've got a women's world title match tonight. Um, I mean, overall, like that, I think, I don't know about Dynamite, um, but I think the other shows uh, have improved in terms of the cards and stuff recently. Uh, I mean, Rampage had another banger last night with Takeshita and Kyle Fletcher in the main event. Oh, yeah. Um, and and I, that the booking of rampage has has been so much better. I, I know there are a lot of people this week and, and kind of including me that were like, why are you sticking Mike Santana versus Ortiz on rampage? Um, that was my initial thought. Like, what do you like? This is something that you could have a big feud. You could build it up, all that kind of stuff. But then I look at the other side of things and it's like rampage used to get big stuff. Now they don't. So I'm not going to complain now that they're finally giving a marquee match to Rampage. Um, I mean, my main complaint is that that show's not live and I just can't get into taped wrestling as much as live wrestling. I never have been able to and never will. Um, It seemed like that match last night was maybe truly a one-off. But, you know, they're, they're making more of an effort to put on better secondary shows or whatever you want to call them. Um, and I think the collision booking has has improved. There's some weeks where I really like that show, and there's other weeks where I'm just like, eh, this is 
not much better than Rampage to me. So what uh what's the you know you mentioned the Santana match to start the show last night. I don't think people really know why they split up. I mean, besides, you know, trying to a uh, a convoluted storyline created in the company. Was there some real issues between these guys? Is that why? Oh, yeah. it, no, it, it's it's legit. I mean, and that's you know, it's one of those deals now where people, I don't know, people want real life issues to turn into matches so badly. Um, you know, everybody wants the Phil guy and the elite to wrestle because it's money and all that stuff. But <clears throat> Santana and Ortiz did business last night, um, which was actually, I know it was the last match of the evening in Philly on Wednesday night. And then they had it air first last night. Um, but yeah, the, we don't, the details haven't really come out on like the exact drama with them. It seems like it's really a mix of stuff that they had a falling out. Um, you know, it sounds like part of it was having some different ideas about what they wanted to do as a team. And they had a falling out before Santana got hurt. Um, and then obviously he was out for so long. And the the thing is, is that it's their AEW is continuing to do, something that you you could say is good or bad depending but they're doing a lot of these storyline explanations on like their youtube shows um because they only have limited time on tv to go deep into these stories and stuff so if you watch their control center shows and stuff like that they're going into much more detail and like longer interviews with the wrestlers and stuff like that um in this specific storyline like again they're not going too into detail i don't think we're necessarily ever going to know all of the exact uh drama between those two but it is a legitimate thing and they didn't want to work together initially and they won't take bookings together they won't tag together anymore you're not going to see proud and powerful back together and i don't know it makes me wonder like i really wanted them to get the tag titles early in aew they didn't um and now they won't but i wonder how things maybe could have possibly been different had they been booked different maybe it wouldn't have made any difference with like the real life heat and stuff um but uh props to those guys for putting the match together it was even you know it's kind of strange at the end of the match um ortiz takes the pin he rolls to the corner santana celebrates santana kind of walks over to him says a couple words um you feel like this is kind of, you know, like planned out a little bit, but then like Santana reaches out his fist for like a, a fist bump and Ortiz is like, nah, get out of here. Um, but it, it, the way they did it one way or another, like it felt like you could be doing that to keep the door open to have another, having another match, which I mean, those guys, if they, if they're okay with it, there's no reason for them not to be wrestling on like full gear against each other, like give them a singles match and then move on. But um, it seemed pretty legitimate too, where Santana was like, all right, like we're going our different directions, but like, here's a fist pump for everything we did together. And like, let's move on. And Ortiz is not interested in it. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. I thought I watched that match really close because I wanted to see how snug they were with each other. Because if you knew there's some legitimate issues behind the scenes, sometimes they get a little too snug, but they, they were professionals out there. They did everything. Yeah. And, and then no, I, I watched it the same way. And I feel like, I mean, Santana's catch of Ortiz on the dive and everything like there's a there was a lot of it where it was just like no they're trying to they're trying to be snug with they're trying to protect each other and stuff like they're they're doing business so 
Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I, uh, and, uh, uh, who's it that came out at the end? Was it, uh, uh, Sanjay. Sanjay came out and started talking to Ortiz. So obviously it means he's got a future with maybe Sanjay's group. Uh, if, if that's, what's going on, but I thought that was, yeah, really interesting that, uh, you know, that we know that there was, this is probably the last time you're ever going to see him wrestle. And they actually were, you know, they did a, it was a really good match, you know, I mean, to start that show. So I, I enjoyed that, um, uh, immensely. I, it's just one of those things where like, I, I hope they do well and stuff, but I really liked them as a tag team. And I feel like this is just going to be one of those situations where, the the sum of the separate parts is not going to be equal to or greater than the the tag team. I mean, um, and I don't know. It almost seemed to me like, in a little bit of a sense, like with Santana, like what he was trying to do there after the match and stuff. He was trying to maybe save face a little bit because you get into a match like this and it's like, well, then is Mike Santana the heel? Like he doesn't want to be hated by the crowd and stuff. Like they both kind of were baby face in that last night and yeah probably both prefer to stick that way but it's tough when you have a big grudge like that for you to both be good guys so yeah i thought that that was probably the most interesting match and it was a good rampage you're right it's a lot of fun um so i'm gonna jump to something else and we're gonna whip through the news so we can get done uh who's in the mask that's what i'm gonna throw out to everybody who's in the mask who's in the devil mask keeps showing up not phil not phil no no um not phil and i mean i i I still think it's got to be either mjf or adam cole but um i want to say cole but i also don't subscribe to the the seemingly growing number of people that say that cole's injury is a big work and he's not actually he didn't have surgery and he's not actually that hurt and all that kind of stuff. Like I, he had surgery. We saw um, the injury. We saw the injury happen. Yeah. Happened on July. Well, and I mean, in, in fairness, the injury itself, like that's something that could have healed up just fine within a few days, or it could be something that bothers him for the rest of his life. I mean, that's just the nature of ankle injuries. I mean, uh, I know but somebody else on the it, show knows that quite well. I unfortunately know that quite well right now. Like, but yeah, but if you're going to go out of your way to do this big angle where he's faking this ankle injury, have him get, you're not going to have him hurt jumping off a ramp. No, I mean, I think either way, the, the injury itself was a hundred percent legitimate. And I don't feel like people are necessarily questioning that. I think it's like, how serious was it? Did he really have to go have two surgeries uh, or is he, is he fine now? And they're just doing an angle out of what legitimately happened. But um, you know, I I think he's legitimately recovering and all that stuff. Um, I don't know. Some of those, some of those video packages were very strange. Yeah. If they, uh, if they got someone, if they got a fake x-ray or someone else's x-ray, to show on there someone else has a really messed up angle okay <laughs> whoever it was if it's not adam cole someone had some serious surgery <laughs> okay i by the way we all kind of got a theme except for rob going we got these light blue shirts on <laughs> Sorry, he, didn't I just, he didn't he didn't get the memo no uh yeah no i mean who know okay so uh the reason i ask about the mask is because uh, there's slowly building up. People have been saying it's uh, that that if you're gonna if you're gonna run Adam Cole as like a 
you know, and, and pull the wool over everybody eyes, eyes about his injury, then it would, it wouldn't be too far fetched to have not fired CM Punk though. He did it live on TV uh, and actually CM Punk being underneath the mask, but I don't think it's punk. I think that's legit because you can punk's touring around all the other shows, seeing if he can get a job right now. So uh, the, the only issue I have with the devil thing right now is, you know, they show the mask this week. They show that the person in the back, does Tony Schiavone really have to yell, it's the devil! In his 1990s, it's Sting voice. Come oh, yeah. on. Yeah. Well, I mean... We couldn't got... figure that out, Tony. I'm sorry. I thought it was Jesus. I don't know. Yeah, it's a, that scene. I've, not, I've never seen that mask except for the week before and the week before, every before. Uh, yeah, well, it's interesting that the devil showed up the day that I think Adam Cole got hurt, too, right? I mean, that was like the same day when he when he hurt his ankle running to the ring that the very end of the show was the devil mask person showing up uh with the the gang of people beating up uh uh jay white in the back or uh uh you know so i don't know when the, the week before i believe it was in the locker room that's right it was hanging up in the back or something you know <clears throat> yeah i don't know they're you know they're 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 they're, they're playing games they're leaving clues of someone you know but obviously it could be anybody, you know, right now it's probably going to be, I'm guessing it's going to be Adam Cole when Adam Cole can actually come back eventually, you know, and like, oh. uh, if it's going to be Adam Cole and the injury is legitimate, which I believe it is, it's going to probably be four or five months at the earliest until he's back. They're going to drag it out that long. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't want to see this dragged out that much. I'd almost like to see it disappear and then come back um, if that's the case, but it's, I don't know. I'm kind of, I know it's not going to happen. I know it's not going to happen. I'd love to see Kenny Omega take the world title tonight. Um, I'd love to see some kind of big swerve in AEW that we haven't seen. And uh, the fact, like, we've got a pay-per-view coming up where once again, MJF's going to wrestle twice. I don't need that. Like, can he drop the the tag titles at least now on that show, please? Um just focus on your world title and that there's just, there's so many different things going on. And um, I, I don't hate the fact that they have all these kind of potential challengers popping up, but I just don't want it to be the same, like current MJF angle going on for another year. Like while they wait for Adam Cole to get healthy and all this stuff. I mean, you've got they, at least some potential contenders lined up, but there's just, there's too much going on with him right now. They've they've run into an issue though that after MJF was off the TV on uh, on Wednesday, everybody they lost two hundred thousand viewers. Yeah, that was uh, a and massive. Like everyone, drop. everyone said it was the the NBA games had already started. Everything had already started at that point. After the second segment, they lost two hundred thousand viewers. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, you it's know, a gigantic drop. Yeah. I noticed that MJF is getting, uh, you know, challenged by everybody. It seems like on, on, on any given show, two or three people are calling him out, you know? Um, and so it's, uh, I mean, that's a good thing. It keeps MJF on the show, you know, or, you know, or, but you know, it's, you know, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think Kenny's going to win, but maybe the guy in the mask is going to have, you know, maybe cause him, um, uh, cause mjf to lose those tag titles so at least i've i've heard a wild wild rumor that it could be the elite that are part of that thing and maybe have the mask 
and end up being the ones that help him in his four in his eight man tag or whatever. Ooh. After this match, I I don't know what they're going to do with that because they already turned down the two groups that have helped, offered to help. True, true. Yeah, that I find that very interesting. Uh, very interesting uh, rumor on that. There's a lot of good rumors going around right now, but it's good that they're they're leaving big question marks for us to talk about on the show, and you know, deduce who who could it be? Who could it be? Um, so. Was that the when the drop off happened? Was the RVD match after that? Like, is that where the drop happened? It may have been. I think that's what was after that, which is interesting. Um, I mean, granted. You would think fans would care about RVD. The casual fans don't necessarily care about Hook or Dark Order, current Dark Order. Um, but yeah, when I when I saw that, I mean that's concerning. And I mean it's also a credit to MJF and how much people care about it all. I just I don't know. I I think for whatever reason, like I just currently feel like there's a lot going on in wrestling that's just dragging on too much and doesn't show a sign of changing and that's just kind of how i feel as a viewer with some of the mjf stuff uh some of the women's title stuff the roman reigns cody rhodes like there's so much stuff on right now where i'm just like can we get to the next chapter on some of this stuff but so uh, on the roman stuff i think my favorite thing with him now is not anything to do with his wrestling but he took a really good finisher from from la night last night and he sold that really well but his his reactions to everything that happens around him yeah his reactions to la night sitting at the head of the table his reactions to jimmy in the back jimmy is actually turning into quite the character and i like it a lot especially when he says ye and then roman has to correct him stuff's pretty solid it's all it's all little stuff you have to pick up yeah, his football terminology, you know, they they've been using the last couple of weeks, you know, uh, oh, running the audible. And- yeah, <laughs> the uh, it's very interesting. I will say, yeah, I give you that. Uh, I mean, I Rob, I can see how you're like, you know, it wouldn't be a bad thing to have uh, maybe uh, Kenny Omega win that title, but I I I think that would be tough to do on Collision. They're trying to build uh, the next pay per view, and by the way, there is another pay per view in. in uh, in uh december that they just announced i'm going to go through some of the news now before we get out of here so i'm going to start with uh uh for tonight's collision if you're going to watch tonight's collision and uh, oh i before i would do want to talk about rochester has got a house show next saturday a pl uh a uh a what they call it a pl uh ple no ple is a premium live event this is just a live event so it's an le i guess i don't know but uh, they're the same same day as Crown Jewel, and when the more Crown Jewel, uh, more that the Crown Jewel comes out, well, who's going to be wrestling? The more people you're not going to see in Rochester, and just so I just so to you, be fair, we've only lost one from what we've had announced. Okay, and that who wait a second, who was that? That was uh, Eo uh, Sky. Eo Sky, because Eo Sky is taking on Bianca Belair now. So this is who you're not going to see in Rochester when you go next Saturday. You're not going to see Roman Reigns or LA Knight. You're not going to see Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre. You're not going to see Rhea Ripley, Nia Jax, Raquel Rodriguez, Shayna Baszler, Zoe Stark. You're not going to see Eo Sky. You're not going to see Bianca Belair. You're not going to see Rey Mysterio or Logan Paul. Who cares? 
Uh, you're not going to see Cody Rhodes or Damian Priest, and you're not going to see John Cena or Solo Sequoia. So anyone who's there lot- are some people on there that were on graphics, at least to point that like that were on Rochester event graphics. So um, they just I don't know. They never I wish they would have put out advertising that was a little less specific to like wrestlers being on it because uh, he knew not all of them were going to be here. But like Cody was on the graphic. Yep. Rhea was on a graphic at one point. Rollins was on a graphic like I mean and none of those people are going to be there so um, in in a way it depends on what type of fan you are I mean you might be getting a much better show uh, than you normally would awesome we're going to get KO we're going to get Sami Zayn we're going to get Charlotte Flair we're going to get there's a lot of women who aren't on the show that are going to be here we're probably going to get Becky Lynch and, and Tiffany Stratton still but I mean, we get we get Gunter versus Ricochet versus Shinsuke, and I like this new Shinsuke, so it could be a fun match. Yeah, so that's what's if you're in Rochester and you wonder who's coming, it's worth it. The tickets are now you can get uh, bogos or whatever, but you know you can get twenty dollars seats. Uh, I have a feeling that if uh, if I'm not too hungover, I just may be at that show. I think that, you know why for twenty bucks, I don't care. You know what? I get to see a good show. Last time I there was there for it was for twenty bucks, and we saw Seth Rollins address the crowd about uh, uh, Brody Lee or you know Luke Harper or whatever. You know, I mean, we got to see some cool stuff from that last show. So it's like uh, you know, I want to go for twenty bucks. It's it's a, it's a good night out in Rochester. So that's next Saturday, but uh, uh, I am going to go through uh, uh, some stuff. Uh, I just told you who's going to be on who's going to be on the crown jewel. But uh, if you're going to watch AEW collision tonight, you're going to get a great show too. Don't miss this out. MJF Kenny Omega for the AEW world title. Sheeta versus uh, Abaddon for the women's title. Jay white versus AR Fox. And uh, we got the Malachi black coming back last week, Malachi black, Brody King and buddy Matthews will all be in action. The house of black. So that's not too bad. It sounds like a fun show. A two-hour show. I'll be honest with you. I uh, did not tape Battle of the Belts last week, so when Collision ended, it was going. It was seamlessly went into Battle of the Belts, and I didn't see any of it. So uh, I actually missed it, which is sad because I missed the show. But I can go find it someplace. I'm guessing you, know? you missed so many title changes on Battle of the Belts, just like every other Battle of the Belts. <laughs> That's true. We're safe, I think. But uh, so we got. Uh, uh, um, this week, uh, uh, if you're uh, Monday Night Raw's Crown Jewel Go Home show, we're going to get Seth Rollins versus J.D. McDonough. We're going to have a special trick-or-treat fight between Natalia and Chelsea Green for the undisputed WWE Women's Tag Champs, which, uh, yeah, we got Imperium versus DIY. We get DIY together. I think it's their first match together, at, again, as DIY. Zia Lee versus Candice LeRae and Ricochet is taking on Dominic Mysterio. I did not see Dominic on the, uh, on the crown jewel, but I'm guessing he'll be seconding uh, uh, Rhea Ripley coming down. Yeah. He'll be, he'll be there. I'm sure. So, um, and then uh, speaking of Halloween stuff real quick, because we have no place else before SmackDown last night, they taped a very funny segment ribbing uh, Michael Cole where Bailey called out anybody to fight her while that like everyone's around the ring. Well, they're warming up, and uh, and uh, I can't think of her name. The who's with LW? I can't. I can think of her real name. The I can't. Yeah, Selena Vega. Vega. Yeah, comes comes down dressed as Michael Cole in his singlet with a muscle suit and takes a pin while Michael Cole Cole's sitting there laughing on the the commentary and Dragon Lee standing on the other side of the ring without a mask on. 
Oh, really? I was going to say, yeah. uh, Michael Cole being a, a, a Syracuse alum, he always wore, he wore the orange singlet, right? For uh, yeah. Syracuse. Yeah. The whole time he's just like, where did you get that outfit? Where did you get the singlet from? Very good stuff. Well, they're going to be doing their stuff on, on you know, on Monday night because Halloween is Tuesday. And if you're home uh, handing out goodies to your to the kids, we've got NXT's Halloween Havoc Night Two going on as well. But if you're if you're and then uh, coming up to SmackDown, you're going to get Bianca Belair who challenged Bailey last night, and yeah, uh, there will be a now this is stupid Crown Jewel weigh in between Logan Paul and Rey Mysterio, a weigh in. He weighs about four times you. Okay, there. I, you know, I mean, does it? Is there weight limits in wrestling nowadays? You know, I mean, never. You know, never. You know, there's not one weigh in in wrestling that ever needs to happen ever again. <laughs> nope. I and and contract signing should be listed should be limited to maybe like one per year per company. Oh, I agree. It's it's they're just trying to build more hype up. Probably have one of them beat up the other one. Uh, then of course we got crown jewel next Saturday. And after crown jewel, you can go to Rochester blue cross arena and watch the, uh, uh, the, the live event here in Rochester with whoever didn't go to crown jewel, but I bet you it'll be a good show. I bet it will, you know, I'm guessing, you know, you're just not going to get champions, you know, you know, you know, not a lot, not a lot of them at least you're Gunther. You get Gunther, yes. You get uh, the longest-running uh, intercontinental champion, uh, I believe, in the history of WWE. Um, so that's that's. Uh, I think that's a pretty cool. Some some other news. We're getting now that we've gone through our previews. Looks like uh, Drew McIntyre's WWE contract is 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 going to be up in April, and he has not signed a new extension. He's been kind of teasing going with uh, Judgment Day, uh, or he's at least aligned with Judgment Day. Um, we'll see what happens. I mean, uh, I, I'm a big fan of Drew, and I guess they said Drew's a real money kind of guy, and it's like, you know, he's he's done everything for the company. Unfortunately, he ran. He was a champ during uh, during the COVID time, which really kind of stunk for him because he really never got to go out in front of big crowds uh as the champion and uh but i'm a big fan of drew we'll see what happens if he gets re-signed or not but it's a different company now that when you're re-signed tko now is like in charge of all the negotiating and it's like a different world you know you go from the wrestling world to like legitimate business world when it comes to signing people you know i wonder if things are going to change in the way you know the, the length of contracts and terms and stuff like that when it comes to signing people, re-signing people uh, now. But I also heard TKO's got some money problems too. I saw that, uh, uh, you know, they they just went and spent a ton of money buying WWE and they own, of course, the uh, UFC. Uh, and I heard that they might be going through some money problems. So who knows what, I hope that it isn't going to be like one of those things where a big company comes in and buys somebody and then just starts pairing off all the talent. You know, I mean, who really makes the money in WWE? They got rid of the duplicity and a lot of the office stuff, but uh, I don't, I don't, we'll see, I guess we'll find out, uh, you know, maybe they'll still be a, you know, it'll still be run, you know, by the WWE office to resign people and stuff. Not sure. It's like, it's just, there's big unknown, but Drew McIntyre is a pretty big name. And I think that uh, there's the, a, there's a, from what I've been hearing this past week, there's a lot of big names too in 2024 and unless you approach management yourself you haven't been approached with a contract offer yet really yeah 
I mean, it's usually the management who goes in and says, Hey, you know, within a year, usually WWE in the last year of your contract, that's when they start negotiating, you know? So we'll see what happens, you know? Uh, you know, I wish the best for Drew, but right now he has not signed an extension or anything. Um, we saw a lot of rating stuff this past week. Uh, AEW's Dynamite dropped a bit from the week before. You mentioned it was uh, the big drop off after MJF in the beginning of the show. WWE also sat dropped a bit on Monday Night Raw. Uh, some other news. Let's see. Ronda Rousey made her return to the wrestling ring for the first time since WWE SummerSlam. Former UFC and WWE champion tagged alongside her good friend Marina Shafir at a recent Lucha Vavoom event in Los Angeles. There was an impromptu match that seemed to happen at the last minute where the duel took on Brian Kendrick and Taya Valkyrie. Rousey has since shared the bout and her thoughts on her ring return on social media. Uh, that's I thought that was interesting. You know, Ronda, you know, Ronda still wants to wrestle, but obviously doesn't want to sign a year contract and go on the road with WWE and everything. And of course, Brian Kendrick being her trainer, uh, that makes kind of sense. Uh, I've not seen and any footage. Marina Shafir being her friend. And it's, it, from what it sounds like, she is going to do more events too. She, she teased that she was going to do more stuff, but it sounds like this was very last minute. Very last minute. Okay. Well, that uh, kudos to her. Um, let's L- see. Lucha Vavum had put out something like a couple days in advance that was just like, we can't give you any hints, but if you don't come to this show, you're going to regret it. Just take our word for it. Trust us or whatever. And I mean, that is a pretty big surprise that I'm sure there were some people that didn't go that were just like, oh, I should have went. <laughs> if that's something you care about, I, I don't, but. I wonder if it ended in an arm bar. Okay. I'm just, just wondering. Uh, usually it does when it involves, uh, when it involves Ronda Rousey. So, um, and that, speaking of UFC a little bit, John Jones, the born Rochester born uh, UFC heavyweight champion, had to back out of the next UFC 295, which is next month uh, in, in Madison square gardens because he tore his pectoral. And uh, so he's going to be out for like eight to nine months he is, he was the heavyweight champion. They're going to determine a new, he was going to take on Stipe Miocic. And uh, instead of giving Stipe somebody else, they're just going to have two other people fight for the interim title. And uh, kind of a bummer. Cause I mean, uh, John Jones now, you know, being the heavyweight champion is after his first heavyweight fight. Uh, you know, I know that there's a lot of controversy surrounding him all the time, but uh, we certainly don't want anyone to tear their pack. And that's what he did tore it right off the bone. Apparently when he was practicing, um, and, uh, we wish our best out to John Jones. I technically he's been on the show because I, I ran an interview we did with him on the show. So, uh, but, uh, you know, good kudos to John Jones. Hope you get, you know, and, you know, wish you heal well. He, he went under surgery yesterday. I haven't seen much from that. One last piece of news before we get out of here. John Cena is back on the big screens with the new film freelance. It just came out in theaters. Uh, recently he plays an ex special force operative boy. He really stretches when it comes to his, his characters, huh? (laughs) If you saw him in Bumblebee, he was a a special forces guy and and Marine and all these movies. So, but, uh, you know, John's got a movie out right now. John made, you know, people magazine apparently books the WWE because yesterday people magazine came out with John Cena is going to be wrestling at crown jewel next week. Well, they, they just announced it for the WWE. 
Oh, okay. Thank you. Boy, it's a good thing because if we had done that, boy, they would have been mad as heck at us. It's like, what the pain clinic saying that John Cena's wrestling? No, People Magazine, it's okay, you know? So, but John Cena is wrestling uh, at the uh, Crown Jewel. It may be his last match with, uh, as these, uh, as, uh, well, the writer's strike is already over, but the actor's strike is not yet, but there's negotiating still. So Hollywood actor strike should be done soon. And then John can get back to making Peacemaker 2, which I know they're in the process of writing right now. Can any of you guys see Peacemaker? Uh, I have not watched it yet. I've heard it's fantastic. It is good. It's worth watching. I mean, I know it's superhero stuff, but it's like rated R superhero stuff. So it's, it's, you know, it's good stuff. I mean, John's and John Cena doesn't have superpowers. He's just, uh, you know, a military dude who's really good at, you know, firing guns and, and, you know, fighting. So, uh, but, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know how long he's going to be around. There was rumors for a while. He was going to go all the way till WrestleMania. I don't think that's going to be the case anymore, but who knows? Maybe it will. John Cena came out last night, cut a really good promo because he apparently hasn't won a TV match since 2002. He said, uh, 2018. No, oh, I'm sorry, 2018. But he was like, he was like doing a woe is me promo and then turned it around in the middle of it and got it all super hyped, you know. And then Solo Sequoia came out and uh, they, you know, they they went at, and he got, you know, got hit from behind and beat up and whatnot. But uh, uh, yeah, I, I mean, you know, I kind of miss John Cena at times because he's really good at promos and he's like taking on a little journey with one and he did last night. And so you get to see him. Next Saturday at Crown Jewel, he'll be wrestling and uh, not in Rochester. Sorry, folks. But uh, I can't think of anything else to talk about. Is I know you said ESW is coming up in three three weeks or two weeks uh, from yesterday. Is that what you said, Rob? Yeah, three weeks from yesterday, the seventeenth Friday night at uh, Riverworks. So it's the uh, it's Wrestle Bash thirteen. It's the biggest show of the year every year for ESW. So um, Heath. Miller, Slater, whatever will be yeah. there. Uh, Chris Adonis, Chris Masters will be there. Uh, Ooh. heavyweight title steel cage match between Kevin Bennett and Vince Valor, uh, and a ton of other stuff to be announced soon because we got some uh, graphics to make uh, this weekend. So, very yes. cool, very cool. So, we'll, I'm guessing as we'll get closer now, I'm not absolutely sure. I mean, it, I think that we can still do the show next Saturday. I know danger. You're going to kind of be out, aren't you? I, I will be out. Yes. Yeah. Cause Dane danger is, uh, is tying the, the proverbial knot this Friday and, uh, really excited. For this. <laughs> this is going to be awesome. Uh, and, uh, w- and since I'm involved as well, it's going to make us kind of out of the loop from Thursday and Friday. And it's like, would we want to tape Wednesday or do we want to just, I could, I mean, I could, have news and stuff ready to go Saturday morning. I definitely could do it. I might be like, I have like a, you know, hot water bottle on my head while we're doing it. And, and you know, maybe having a puke bucket next to me. No, no, I'm kidding. I, I, I'm too old to have it, be having too much of a good time. I was going to say, you're going after it then. <laughs> Chasing the dragon. <laughs> well, don't, don't start that. Not that. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. But uh, you so, never catch the dragon. You never me. catch the dragon. so so danger congratulations uh you and your beautiful bride amanda uh are getting married friday and uh you know it's uh this is gonna be a lot of fun it's gonna be a blast and uh uh, it's gonna be fun to see all the family and everything and uh and eat good food and have a good time you know and party and i'm gonna party a little bit but i'll calm down at the end you know 
you know, da- what do you think of danger? You, you got the chance to run still, right? <laughs> uh, no, we have the, the marriage license already. So that's technically a legally binding contract that, uh, <laughs> it's not fully signed yet, but it's, it's hard to back out of. Oh, she's within range. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Am. She heard that and responded. <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding i love y'all so it's like so we're so next look for us on facebook we'll let you know when it probably will be saturday morning uh because then we got because we want to do the pre-show for crown jewel right and then go to the wwe show saturday night and and be obnoxious and and cheer all the bad people because i I will do that for my in my son for my son's sake from now on ever since he got yelled at by everybody at wrestlemania 28 or 29 it was in uh, mets life stadium you know not his fault they were wearing their skirts (laughs) (laughs) rob you got anything going on this week no okay i don't think so okay nothing yeah Cool. Then we'll tentatively plan. If you're following all the way to the end of the show, we will uh, be back Saturday morning. Uh, but, uh, you know, a surprise may come out and who knows, it may be, you know, it could be a Thursday late night or, you know, who knows, but uh, uh, Thursday late night might be an interesting show. That definitely. Cause you know, that, well, you know, it could be, it could be, so we'll see. Could uh, have been but, a few drinks drank by that point. Yes. So uh, we, I'm going to, we're going to wrap this up. I want to thank everybody who's in the chat room. We had a lot of people, well, we had people in the chat room, not a lot of chattering going on. I, I noticed our, our, our favorite George did not come and, and, and put in 45,000 questions, but I'm sure he will do it at a later time. But uh, I want to thank you, DC. I want to thank you, uh, Rob Sanderson, uh, uh, the artiste. I want to thank you, Danger Boy. And uh, don't forget, you can check all our old shows out on the painclinic.net as well as on uh, iTunes, you know, and a bunch of other places out there. And uh, we will see you next week. Uh, thank you so much for following and watching. You're listening to the pain clinic on, uh, on the internet. Uh, thank you so much.